Can anybody shoot straight on this show? On this episode of The Pour Over, Joe and Dill discuss Pass Pawn, Episode 7 of Westworld Season 3. Let's pour it all over. What's up, listen- listeners? Uh, listeners, oh. What's up, listeners? Uh, thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning. Coffee. This week, we're continuing our series on Westworld Season 3 with the seventh episode, Past Pawn. It's May versus Dolores, Caleb's real backstory, and William's one-liners. Keep them coming. What else could we ask for? But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Porver boys. What up, Dill? What's up, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Nice. Doing pretty good, man. Yeah, just... uh. Chilling, you know, drinking some new coffee that yep. I can't wait to talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, what what have you been brewing lately? Well, you know, I got a special delivery in the mail that we oh. may have uh, alluded to last time. But yeah. uh, yes, very graciously, you, you sent me a, a package from Square Mile, I guess, technically is mm-hmm. where it's from. James Hoffman's. James uh, coffee Hoffman. roasting company. So you know, had a couple of things in the box. One yeah. guy got a bag from Square Mile, his roaster. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to say the name because it's very difficult. So, <laughs> but it's a bean from Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the the taste notes are red apple. The d- d- I don't know what this is. The de- demerara sugar. Demerara. Mm. I, I don't know what that I don't is. Know. What is that? Yeah, a type of sugar apparently, and then fig. So uh-huh. red apple, something sugar, and fig. Oh, yeah. it looks like it's kind of a brown sugar. Oh, okay. Hey, like you're a raw it cane up. sugar with a large grain, crunchy texture, and pale brown color. Hmm. That's that's such like a niche or kind of random thing, but I feel yeah. like it's appropriate based on James Hoffman's like videos. I mean, one, he's a coffee professional, but also yeah. he just kind of has those those random bits of like knowledge or awareness, right? Where I'm yeah. like, I don't know what that is. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, we like the coffee verbiage, but when you when you reach that level of coffee snobbery, <laughs> you just you just know what to say. Yeah, you, 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 know. you, you just say things, and then people are like, oh yeah, 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 like, that oh, sounds good. Up, I, type I'm into in that marara sugar. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm gonna add that to my vocabulary. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's good. You know, I've been trying to dial it in, and I think I would say it's a little more subtle. Like the flavors don't necessarily like pop out. Okay. And so if, if I'm being honest, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I'm into it. Mm. But as I've been brewing it a bit more, I think some of like the the brightness or like the acidity from like the red apple kind of crisp. I think that kind of comes out. Yeah. And I don't nice. know if it's that like dim dim over the sugar, but um, <laughs> there's a like a sweet finish for sure. Okay. So like yeah, it's been pretty good. Also, I switched back to the V60 because I've oh, been on okay. the Chemex for a pretty long time now. Yeah. The V60 was my daily for like years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Recently, I decided to switch back to it. So I think I was trying to figure it out on the new brewer too. I think sure. that might have affected it. Overall, you know, a pretty solid cup. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you been brewing? Uh, Well, yeah, like I said, uh, I, I've been really digging this new coffee that I got from Carabello Coffee Roasters okay. in, um, 
I think they're located in Newport, Kentucky, which is just across the river from Cincinnati. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I practiced social distancing and went out and got a cup of, I got a cappuccino out there. And nice. then I was looking at their menu and I was like, whoa, like that, that's a Chinese coffee. Ooh. So not Wuhan. Uh, <laughs> this is the Fu, Fu Yan oh, no. Yunnan. Yeah. I'm, I'm disrespecting my uh, ancestors right now, straight up. Uh, but it's a, it's a Chinese coffee out of Yunnan, China. And um, the flavor notes that they say that they taste are Frankenberry cereal. Oh, cereal. Uh, sweet, hmm. citrus, and full body. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the cereal, that's, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that kind of threw me off because at first, um, actually the bag reads Frankenberry. Mm-hmm. And I was like talking to my girlfriend and we we're like, what is a Frankenberry? And then um, this goes back to my comment the other week about like making up flavors because we read them. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it tastes like a berry. Like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> like a blueberry. <laughs> I looked it up on their website and they're like, it's not Frankenberry. It's Frankenberry cereal. So I oh, got no. <laughs> I got duped because I was trying to taste something that didn't exist. That's but, funny. um it does have like these like really full like aromas of berry like hmm. w- when you're pouring it um it really has a strong like berry aroma like very fruity yeah um when you drink it it's got this nice like subtle acidity it's not like overly tangy like you know like some of the ones that we've had that mm-hmm. um are lightly roasted like you can really taste like that burst of fruity flavor like that real tanginess this one doesn't really have that which i think makes sense because they didn't really say it was like a cherry or like an actual mm. berry. It was more like the cereal. Yeah. So I get that. It's like just the kind of the aroma of the, of the berry mm. um, with all kind of the sweetness of like cereal. So um, had that nice sweetness, very smooth. So I'd, I'd say pretty good. It's like been one, one of the better beans I've had okay. in the past. Yeah. A few months. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've had a bean from China before. I, I know that it Me is neither. a thing, but I don't think I've seen it at any of the roasters in Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. So, how, how was it to go back to actual coffee shop? Wow. Um, man, it's really interesting. Um, so this particular place has a pretty nice building. So um, they have their main entrance, they have a side entrance, and they have like obviously their back entrance with the with all the trash and stuff they use their side entrance to do kind of this um kind of a pickup kind of mm. deal order they order you order at the window and then you pick it up at a different entrance okay cool so it's interesting yeah they have a nice system where you file in six feet apart you order then you go stand in the uh, waiting area that's also kind of like marked um off yeah. and then you pick up your coffee and you're good to go very cool yeah. Have you ventured out and gotten coffee yet? Uh, I haven't because I, I think they only recently started reopening. And also I, I sort of have a coffee surplus at home. Kind okay, of. yeah. So I, I have another bean that I haven't talked about because I haven't really brewed it since I got the square mm. mile. But I, okay. I got a, a bag from Addison Coffee Roasters. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember what it is. Yeah, but we'll talk I, about I, it next I, week. Yeah, yeah. I think it's from Brazil. And I think what I, because the reason I got it is because I think it was like a hybrid sort of 
natural and washed process or something. But yeah, I, oh, I'll interesting. We can talk about it once I actually drink it more. But yeah, yeah. So cool. I have a bunch of coffee, so I'm like, oh, I should stay in and drink it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. People straight up are not wearing PPE out there. Though. Ooh, like man, I would say in Ohio, um, I would say like maybe. Thirty percent of people are wearing masks. Wow, that yeah, that is concerning. Yes, yeah. And you know, we you heard about um, was it Wisconsin or somewhere that they opened up bars and restaurants straight oh, up? I did not know that. Um, it was maybe it was just one city, but um, they saw eleven thousand cases Ooh. in one day. I oh think, my goodness! In that weekend or whatever sure, that sure. they decided to open up. So. It's real out there, you guys. Don't believe these fake yeah. this fake news is real. Yep. So, guys, stay safe. Even though I mean, it's it's difficult. I get it uh, from all the different types of perspectives. Whether you know you're sick of just staying home, or even business owners trying to open, but you mm-hmm. know, public health is a real concern. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of leads into my coffee thought, which mm. is outside of the virus, bad things don't go away. Sure. Like. America's original sin, racism, Mm -hmm. all that still exists. And um, just this past week, we've um, been observers of it. Uh, So, you know, um, Breonna Taylor, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ahmaud, Mm -hmm. I mean, these things are still happening. And um, it's just just infuriating. It's frustrating. But, um, but yeah, so that's been my coffee thought lately. Yeah, definitely. The world doesn't stop. It's just kind of gets more complicated, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, kind of in the midst of all of that, just really appreciating just having friendships, you know, uh, pe- people like you. Yeah, we've been podcast together. We can talk about coffee, yep. send each other coffee, you know, just staying in touch with different friends. Just a reminder, like, even though there's a lot of negative stuff happening out there, there's still positive relationships and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, take your mind off. So, yeah, I've just been trying to appreciate that more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. I want to hold us up. We got a whole episode to talk about, and we're a little bit behind That's here. Because right. the season already ended, but um, <laughs> let's talk about Past Pond. Yeah, man. Episode 7, right before the finale. So, yes, sir. Yeah, I got that quick uh, recap right here. So, this episode starts off with Charlotte calling for the assassination of Musashi, a guy we haven't seen in I don't know how many episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's met by Clementine and Hanario. I don't know how to say her name. Um, yeah. So these are the hosts, apparently, that Sirak brought to help Maeve. Um, yeah. They actually, they attack him and they kill him. So goodbye, Musashi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then next, Dolores and Caleb head to Sirak's re-education facility in Mexico to look for Solomon, the AI that was developed by Sirak's brother, Jean-Mi, prior to Rehoboam. En route, mm-hmm. Caleb recounts his military mission to Crimea to deal with a rebel group using data tracking systems. Once inside the facility, Dolores asks Solomon for its help to break Sirach's system. Mm-hmm. Solomon reveals that Caleb was one of the few to have been successfully reconditioned by Sirach, and that those what? who failed reconditioning were put into cryogenic sleep. Oh, shoot. Ooh. Solomon further reveals that both Caleb and Francis have been in the military, but were discharged after the Crimea attack. They what? subsequently became agents to serve Sirach's system and round up those outliers using the Rico app to arrange such abductions and other personals. 
They employed special pills to create the false memories that they're still serving in the military. And then flashbacks show the rebel leader Caleb captured was really Whitman, the CEO of the pharmaceutical company that provided those pills. And he was considered an outlier by Rehoboam for asking too many questions. Maeve arrives at the facility to fight Dolores, and Dolores implores Solomon to change the story for the world to one that jean Mee had envisioned 15 years ago, before Sirach put him away. Mm. Caleb asks Solomon about Francis's true fate, and Solomon reveals that Whitman, having revealed the truth to Caleb, had warned Caleb that Rico would likely tell Francis to kill him. And Caleb had killed Francis first, which he was reconditioned to forget. Then, as Maeve gains the advantage on Dolores, Solomon provides Caleb a data device with instructions to kill Sirach. Dolores mm-hmm. makes it inside the Solomon facility and activates an EMP that disables Solomon, Maeve, and herself. And meanwhile, we still got more going on in this episode. Ooh. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Bernard and Ashley uh, dis- discover similar information about Caleb, being one yeah. of the few to survive Sirach's reconditioning. As they leave the facility, William reveals he has come to find a new purpose, to rid the world of the hosts. Change up. Yep. Bernard believes that they will still need him and warns Ashley that Dolores will likely use Caleb to destroy humanity. As they look Most for transportation, William finds a gun and prepares to kill Bernard and Ashley. Ooh, man. So confusing. Okay, I, was, I, I sorry, I didn't want to butt in there, but that's like the most confusing plot line to me. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we we, we get to it. Uh, but yeah, what, what were your initial impressions of this episode? What did you think? Um, I thought the inclusion of Solomon like really threw me off. Hmm. I was, um, you know, they kind of um, hinted at that like on on an earlier episode where there were multiple re- iterations yeah. of um, Rehoboam, but um, to bring Solomon in it kind of reintroduces Jean Me as like a, as like kind of a critical character. Mm. And it's, it's like now Dolores is like kind of like partnering up with Solomon mm. in, in a way to kind of rewrite history. Um, so all that to say, I think this episode was pretty interesting. I mean, it kind of like, like revealed some things and mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. It makes it seem like Caleb is like the chosen one. Like he's, <laughs> Now the one with the keys to um, kind of upset what um, Sorak is trying to do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things happening in this episode. Yeah, I definitely. I, I kind of don't know what to just, I don't know what my takeaways are. I don't know, but what what did you feel about this episode? Yeah, same, man. There's a lot. I, I appreciate that we actually understand what's going on with Caleb now because I feel mm-hmm. like he's obviously been really important but there's all this other stuff happening in his past that we just didn't know about yeah and now it's all cleared up for us and he's set up well for the finale and then whatever he's gonna go and do so right. you know I I think it's interesting um but yeah there's just like so much happening which kind of makes sense because it's the episode before the finale so they're like setting yeah. up everything building the tension. And then, like, that whole Maeve-Dolores fight, I was like, oh, they're going to go at it. And then they, like, both kind of KO. <laughs> is it tie? <laughs> yeah, which, oh, a, a little unsatisfying. But, I mean, it makes sense because yeah. finale is still coming up. Right. But, yeah, so right. it's kind of action-packed, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The episode left you kind of on a cliffhanger, too, with William yeah. 
kind of bringing out that shotgun and is apparently going to shoot somebody. Yeah. So, you know, goes back to our predictions that for me, I was like, oh, does that mean Stubbs is going to like jump in and take the bullet mm-hmm. and keep Bernard alive? Because they mentioned before, I don't know if they talked about it also in this episode, how Bernard is crucial for Dolores's plan. Yeah. And then um, Martin was the one who said it before. was like, Bernard's not someone we can replace. Mm. So it kind of asks some of those questions, like you say, kind of setting up the fi- the finale of the season. Yeah, which I guess this is how William becomes a good guy. I feel like mm-hmm. he, he had that whole line where it's okay, interesting, and then now this almost makes him feel a little like unstable. I don't know. He seems a little crazy where mm. he's like, I'm going to kill all of you. You know, yeah. Which I was like, okay, that's not the route I was thinking it was gonna go, but okay. Right. He went from like, um, kind of the chaotic neutral. If we're talking mm. like D and D, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the chaotic back. good, because like, we he was crazy in the beginning of this episode, but just <laughs> in a different way, like uncontrolled craziness, like not really good or bad, just kind of in his own world. Yeah. And then now he's like. I'm going to kill everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kill all the hosts. Like, kill me now or I'm going to kill you. Cause, right. Because <laughs> he wants to be the good guy, right? Because we know good guys just kill people. So, yeah, apparently. I mean, that's what Dolores yeah. does, so, you know. They're just, they're they're like two halves of the same coin. <laughs> Basically. You know? Yeah. And then also, like, yeah, like I said in the recap, RIP Musashi, man. Like, mm, that, that that was fast. Yeah, the whole opening thing, like, they, they brought back Clementine, you know, there's just like, Okay, they're here now. They're gone. <laughs> so right. It seems right. kind of random. It, it was a cool scene, like the fight scene. It was. I, yeah. I I enjoyed it, but it didn't really. It wasn't really significant, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I I haven't seen the finale yet. I'm gonna watch it right Ooh. after our pod. Wow. Yeah. Holding off discipline. Yeah, you saw it. Did yeah, you see it? I will, I will, okay. I'll confess, I watched it. So. Oh shoot! So was that a spoiler that they didn't come back? Uh, I, well, I mean, I'll let you see. Okay, okay, no comment, no comment. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, and it to me it was a good fight, but also like I was also kind of like unsatisfied. I was like, is mm. that how he goes? Like, is that yeah. it? Especially with him versus Maeve, he like destroyed Maeve. Yeah. But then in this situation, I guess 2v1, he's not as powerful. I like, guess. I mean, he's kind of caught know. off guard. He just kind of ran into the That's sword. True. But but still, they're like, no mercy. You know, usually in shows with the with the main characters, they don't die as fast. You know, right. like all the backup bodyguards, whatever, they, they just die immediately. But main characters usually have a slower death if they're going to die. But then in this one, Hunter Rio, she's just like, ah, oh, you desecrated his image. And then cuts yeah. him in half. So it's pretty brutal. Yeah. It shows that it's not that deep. Like yeah. I feel like this 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 show could have like went deeper with like Hanryo like yeah. having trouble killing Musashi, mm. but I kind of expected that, but also like with the way things turned out, it's like okay, mm. Westworld's like not trying to be too deep on some things because yeah. if they were, it would just be way too confusing. It's, it's like, a lot. Way yeah. too layered. Yeah, which I mean, I guess, I guess they're doing stuff with the Charlotte kind of dynamic, but because they yeah. they had so many different copies of Dolores, but now really like Martin's gone, Musashi's gone, you know, so it's just mm-hmm. they they could have gone much more deep with just how the implications of all those different Doloreses, but I guess right. it probably would have been too much. 
Yeah, yeah, they're not really going off of the whole thing that we talked about with like Dolores's clones taking different paths. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this episode is like really focusing in on Caleb. It's yeah. like now we're all just like focusing on Caleb, maybe the man in black. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that first scene, we didn't see Charlotte for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So, you know, question is, what is she going to be? What role is she going to play in the finale? Yep. So, um, I don't know where you want to take it next, Dill. I mean, we're kind of spitballing everywhere. Yeah, I guess. I mean, a major one is really just like Caleb's reveal on his on mm-hmm. his whole backstory. And yeah, the confirmation that he had been, what would they call it, reconditioned yeah. in, in that facility. So like all his flashbacks, all his stuff with uh, with Francis is all a lie. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I right. I don't I wasn't necessarily surprised by that. I think they had set it up where I don't think it could really have been just so simple that he's just kind of having PTSD from being in the war and his friend dying. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't super surprised. But yeah, it was very interesting. Solomon kind of revealed they were using the outliers to round up the other outliers. Right. And so I'm just wondering, like, oh, maybe that's what Liam saw when he looked at Caleb in the glasses and he kind of like freaked mm. out, maybe. Um, I don't know mm. what else it would have been. But yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed being able to actually get Caleb's backstory. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was um, it was really interesting to me because um, I with all of the flashbacks we've seen since the beginning of the season, we had hints that maybe like it's not what it seems mm-hmm. like with Caleb. Like he's, I think we kind of, in the beginning, we were also like, is this guy like going to do anything in this <laughs> series? Like, is he just going to be kind of like Dolores's Teddy for yep. the rest of the season? But he really is kind of like becoming centralized in mm-hmm. this season as like, he's kind of like Dolores in season one. Like he's mm-hmm. the, he's the person becoming, he's a human that's like, oh, awake to his narrative. You know, and like now he has a choice. He has free will to really kind of do uh, whatever, you know, and, and Dolores is EMP'd at this point. So he's like, mm-hmm. it's up to him to decide what he wants to do. And is he going to carry out Jami's plan or is he going to continue his narrative that was kind of written by Sarak? Mm. Yeah. You can bring up that Teddy parallel because in the opening scenes, they're they're riding the horses in wh- wherever the desert is, mm, or I guess yeah. Mexico, where, where the facility was, and that right. immediately brought me back to I think the first episode in season one when when they mm-hmm. they meet up Dolores and Teddy, and they're also mm. riding horses out in the field, and I was like, oh, Ooh. I feel like this is some some parallel over here. Yeah, so. there is a parallel because Dolores tries to awaken Teddy. Mm. she goes like through so she like first tries to do it just like by reasoning with him then she tries to do it by like rewriting his system and no matter what she did she couldn't do it and then it ended up teddying it ended up being teddy committing suicide yeah and like with this situation she kind of has this like like a second chance with caleb Mm. new teddy and the new teddy yep and is is caleb gonna gonna be that um that revolutionary figure that you know, um, Dolores is setting him up to be. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that, that felt a little off to me when I was just kind of watching the Dolores and Caleb interactions, it just to me sort of feels like Dolores is manipulating Caleb like the hmm. whole time and that 
she brings him to this facility and he's like, what is this place? And she like, doesn't answer him. Although she obviously knows the answer. And so I just feel like she's sort of playing him or at least that's how I take it in some ways. So it it feels less like a partnership, Mm -hmm. but more like he works for her or something like that. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, we know Dolores ain't changed. Mm. I mean, she's still like, cause we, I felt this way back in season two when she was like manipulating Teddy and I was just not, not a fan of her though. I knew knew what her motivations were and she was a very convincing character um yeah it doesn't doesn't make me want to root for her mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely feel like she is manipulating caleb mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i guess bernard kind of alludes to that too in the ending scene when he's talking to Stubbs, where i guess he says he's he believes dolores is going to use caleb to destroy humanity I think that's how it ends. And he, he mm-hmm. says is Dolores' like poetic sense or something is gonna use mm-hmm. humanity to destroy themselves. So Yeah. 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 Um yeah, it's reminding me of um kind of like I don't know if she is kinda like Ford because mm. like Ford had installed those um reveries. Yeah. I can't remember in season one if it was him installing it or him just finding the bug and refusing to change it Mm. um, in the host that off caused him to kind of go off their uh, narratives. But um, it seems like uh, Dolores is like trying to take advantage of that and use it to like create a revolution among the humans, Mm -hmm. like the the outliers, like use them to kind of create a a revolution. Um. But I, I got to give a shout out to uh, Daxel Kurtz on um, Reddit, who Ooh. talked about kind of this very thing that like Dolores is basically, um, yeah, it's kind of just the idea that Rehoboam is giving these narratives to humans mm-hmm. and um, Dolores is like trying to um, undo that. And she can't simply do it as a host. She has to start with a human. So she's like using Caleb mm. as the human to then be the the host, the human version of her. Yeah. To get the humans to like rebel and mm. like become aware. Interesting. So uh, Daxel Kurtz was saying like Serac is like Ford before season one where he was creating narratives for mm. the host, and Dolores is like for- Ford during season one, like making them aware through those like reveries and stuff. Yeah. Ergo, he says when Dolores took Caleb to the, to the, um, reeducation center, she was doing what Ford was doing for her by Mm. installing those reveries and keeping her kind of, um, allowing her to have those reveries. Hmm. That is, that was pretty interesting. That that makes a lot of sense actually. (laughs) Cause I, I just, I didn't think of those exact things, but on, on a similar train of thought, I was just like, they're, they're expanding everything that happened in the park to the rest of the world, basically. Yeah. You know, and they even explicitly acknowledge it sometimes, like when Dolores and Caleb see all the outliers kind of in the, in the storage, cold storage, mm-hmm. quote unquote, because that's, oh, yeah. that's what they had in the park, right? And Dolores is like, this is what yeah. they did to us too when we acted out. And so mm. I was just like, oh yeah, they, they're just flipping the script. We're now yeah. a, a robot AI, basically, 
Although Solomon doesn't like to be compared to Dolores, apparently. <laughs> right. He's like, we are yeah. not the same. Um, we are not the same, yeah. But yeah, so they're just flipping the script to be like, oh, they're not so different after all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think is interesting. I think season one is kind of, you're, you're dealing with like, oh, these, these hosts, they have emotions. Like, are, are they human, you know? And now we're like, are the yeah. humans more like the hosts? And just that we have mm-hmm. narratives, we're being controlled, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And like, it's, it, it, I think we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the season. Like, is it really just going to be that simple? Hmm. Like, is Westworld really just going to take it there yeah. and ask that question? Um, so yeah, I guess we're seeing Caleb now taking that place that Dolores took in the host world. Yeah. Um, do you think it was interesting too? Like there were some shots of him standing in front of Jean Mi and Jean Mi has like that orb thing, like the the rings around him. Mm. And it's almost like Caleb is the Westworld man, like being oh. created with those rings. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. I, I didn't make that connection, but that makes sense. Yeah, there's mm. a lot of imagery in here. Like you mentioned the cold storage and the uh cryogenic um kind of um center with all the um outliers. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which I wonder if they all died because of the EMP. Oh, that's that actually is probably what happened, right? <laughs> oh no, though I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Let's see. Hmm. So I guess Solomon slash Rehoboam they they created the Rico app. Is that what the implication is? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this sounds like um, they're using the app to um, basically like repurpose the outliers and, um, you know, like maintain the, the system. Mm. Um, yeah. Dang. Sinister, man. Real sinister. Yep. There's some real world, real world implications there. Yeah. Yeah. And what'd you think about the, the Maeve Dolores confrontation? Um, like I said a little bit already, I think is the way it ended obviously isn't, I think is the cliffhanger on purpose to be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Cause I mean the whole season and the whole show, maybe like the whole series, they've kind of been building up to just like May versus Dolores. Like yeah. they they have to fight basically at some point. Right. right? And then they, they tease it. Like it happens sort of like, you know, and like Musashi is technically Dolores. We find out. But now, now they are actually facing off, um, but they don't mm-hmm. actually finish their fight. Everyone just dies. Um, so yeah. a little unsatisfying. I, I, I thought it was kind of cool that they, it wasn't just them fighting, but they were using the technology that they yeah. had. Like Dolores yeah, had that cool. sniper the thing. And then the sniper. Yeah, which, yep. th- yeah, that drone thing though, when, when she did that with, uh, with Caleb, I was like, this is both terrifying and kind of cool. But just to think mm-hmm. that, you know that that could be sort of a thing not exactly that maybe but some type of related you know just you can just kind of point and shoot and then it'd be so easy to to kill people mm-hmm. um yeah but, yeah in their fight i thought it was cool that they kind of added that layer of the tech on there like them as hosts they are technology um but yeah. also they're they're using technology um, to yeah. fight so yeah yeah they probably have that in the real world now like I wouldn't be surprised if the military has technology on 
um, like drone controlled um, sniper rifles mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Um, and if you watch the um, after credits kind of thing, they were really like proud of their, uh-huh. um, you know, the 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 whole CGI team and all that with the uh, with with the fight scene in the end. Oh yeah, so, Ar- Ar- armless Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I was yeah. surprised when that happened. The first time I watched, I was like, "Oh shoot!" Yeah, I was like, "Man, this is a lot of gore in, yeah. in one episode." Yeah. Um, I was also like, "You had a clear shot, Maeve. Like, what's going? Like, come yeah. on." It was um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little kind of weird. Like, yeah, then the sniper like starts shooting at the helicopter thing, and then Dolores mm-hmm. limps away. And I was like, the helicopter thing could just kill Dolores right now. <laughs> like, instead of just shooting at a sniper rifle i know so it just doesn't, yeah. it, it, some of the things didn't make a lot of sense right well i mean like we said last week mave's whole motivation yep. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me um i mean she's like just a what is she in this series like what is she in this season like just a ninja assassin like <laughs> she's just like going around like kind of trying to kill people because she can get her daughter back somehow and there's Hector in it too, so like yeah. she's got this vendetta. But um yeah, what is she really fighting for? Mm-hmm. She's not like really a strong character in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And we talked about that. I wonder if they did the Hector thing just because they maybe they're like aware. Like the whole daughter thing is just sort of played out and not very compelling mm-hmm. anymore. So like, oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kill Hel- we'll kill Hector. And then, yeah. then the the audience will be on her side. I don't know. But yeah, even <clears> so <throat> I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And they, they like, sort of play around it, too, because Dolores is aware. She's like, why why are you working for Ciroc? You know, Musashi yeah. asked Clementine that, too. Um, and, right. And they just, they don't they don't ever have an answer. So even right. it seems yeah. as, like, themselves as the character, they don't really know or want to acknowledge it. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of, yeah. There is much to be desired there. Yeah, uh, I agree. Well... Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we get to the end of this um, segment, um, I guess we should talk about the Man in Black, uh, Stubbs and Bernard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I enjoyed their their interactions. You know, yeah. I, I wish there was more of them. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the Man in Black's one-liner to to Stubbs, where he's like, "Don't, don't lecture me. You can't open her." Like that, that was from the <laughs> memorable line from the episode. Yes. I was like, that's great. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's full of one liners in this episode. I think he had another one that was like, um, well, you know, he had the, the FU Ford stuff before. Yeah. And it's kind of the same attitude he carries now with like him and Bernard and, um, and Stubbs. Um, Solomon too, man, with the one liners. Like Solomon was like, um, if you die, I will adjust my projections. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um it's just the writing again is good uh from uh the the episode is good again from a writer standpoint. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, going back to William and um Bernard and Stubbs. Um, yeah, I, I wish we saw more of them. I feel like it it would not leave me with kind of uh wanting more more because yeah. they're they're kind of like they don't show enough to where like we feel super invested with them at this point and then um they show like 
um, just enough to kind of leave us a little confused with yeah. like the motivations of, of everybody. You know, I think stu- we're kind of like Stubbs, like, what are we still doing with this guy? Why don't we just kill him? <laughs> yeah. You know, and Bernard's like, no, he has a purpose. Yeah. We must keep him around. Yeah. I And then, but then they don't even try to like keep him in control. They're like, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. They're like, you can't do that. He's like, yes, I can. He's like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, okay. That's fine. Like, he could just run away at that point, you know? Because yeah. none of them are with him. And that's when he finds a shotgun. That that's right. some some holes there in how they're dealing with him, um, but yeah, I I can't. But I feel like this whole time, still nothing is really happening with them. Like mm-hmm. we're in episode seven, you know, second to last episode here. Yeah, we're still still wondering like what's what's going on. Right. Yeah. So I guess in light of that, what are your overall feelings going into the finale? I mean, I'm interested to see where they're going to take it. I, I think we, we sort of touched on it. I just feel like they're, they're really paring down just to what, what's left with, you know, uh, Caleb and then I guess Bernard and them too, sort of. But they, they're kind of taking, cutting off the loose ends, I feel like, all the other things. And now this is just the last couple of episodes have been pretty action-packed, mm-hmm. but all leading up to the finale. So, you know, yeah. I, I hope the payoff is worth it. I mean, I saw it already, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I've enjoyed the season overall though. um, up to this point. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What what are your thoughts having not seen the finale? Right. Um, I'm most intrigued about Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I want to know kind of what her role is going to be in the last episode. Um, I'm interested in Caleb. Uh, you know, I, I like, I like um, Aaron Paul. Yeah. I, I've liked him in this series, um, in this season, I mean. Uh, and Man in Black, I, I'm kind of curious of uh, what his role is going to be. So um, definitely looking forward to watching the finale a week late <laughs> uh, and then talking about it. So, yeah. And then, you know, we know Westworld Season 4 is going to come out. Yep. So, you know, it'd be it'd be interesting to see where they take it after this. They've they've hit all the worlds. They hit the yeah. the Shogun world. They hit the they hit the um, Indian um, Indian subcontinent world. Yeah. They they've hit the real world. So I don't know where they where they where they're gonna go next. Like outer space, like hosts <laughs> hosts in Aliens. space. It's gonna be like Power Rangers. You know, they're gonna oh, hit like my goodness. galaxy in space. Yeah. 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 I mean, I. I forgot what it was exactly, but um, the writers of the show or the producers, they, they're saying they, they have it planned, I think, through five or six seasons already. Oh, wow. Like, assuming they get that many seasons, but I think they, they already have the general story arc of where things are going to go. Right. And so, sure. yeah, because I feel like the, every season while I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm like, well, I guess this is it. Like, I don't know what's next. And now they, 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 always, they always got something. They always got something up their sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Any any last comments about episode seven? Hmm. Not too much, man. I mean, it was it's fun. It's it exciting to watch. It wasn't boring. So Yeah. Um it, it all just kinda hinges on how they, they want to end off the season, I think. Mm. That's where the payoff will be. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Well, now it's time for our weekly segment, What's Making You Happy This Week, when we share about one thing that's recently been giving us good energy and just those good vibes. So, Dill, man, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized at the beginning of the episode when I was talking about your your gift to me, I, I didn't talk about the second part. So, you know, part two over here, follow mm. up. We, we got the coffee. Okay. You know, the 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 food to drink, the I beans. guess, or whatever, the beans. And then part two, I got some reading materials, as, mm. as you alluded to earlier. You got James Hoffman, The World Atlas of Coffee. So, yeah. Hey, all all the coffee knowledge. Um, it's... It's, it's very nice. I, I, I like it because there's a lot of pictures, too, and it's very detailed. Like It's like James Hoffman's videos in a book, you know, <laughs> like, very aesthetic, yeah. yet very informative. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, I One of the sections that I, I liked, because I haven't read the whole thing yet, obviously, but he, he has a part on the different espresso drinks and basically like their origins. And so, you oh, know, cappuccino, okay. cortado, oh. flat white, you know, like, where did this come from? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And so just, it's just interesting to read some of the history on that. But, mm. I mean, this is basically, like, everything you would need to know about coffee. Um, like, from coffee's history, all the different ways um, it's grown, the different places it's grown in, even has, like, brew guides in here. Oh, wow. So, this is, like, basically all of it. And, uh... Apparently it has his his like autograph in here signature. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So that's is uh, it is it real? I think it's real. I mean I don't know if he did it or he ha- he has someone that like practiced his signature. <laughs> uh, I, it's probably his, I would guess. But yeah, so this is making me happy. You know, I one nice. like what, one of the motivations for even this podcast is so we can talk about coffee and just kind of nerd out mm-hmm. on it. And so yeah. just like stuff like this obviously for for the enthusiast and so i appreciate yeah. it again so yeah it's nice. making me happy cool yeah what, nice, what about you my friend um i think what's making me happy this week was um being able to celebrate mother's day mm. um with not only my mom we had a kind of a video call and nice. um we uh we kind of they were eating, so I was just watching them eat. Um, but uh, also, we gave her um, some flowers, and we're working on nice. like a like a garden gift card for her to go to the um, garden center in a safe way and get stuff for her house. Cool. Um, but also celebrated Mother's Day with um, my girlfriend's mom, um, and we had like what did we eat? We had we had some feast. We had Ooh. some steaks. Oh yeah, some venison steaks. Had Ooh. some chicken. Um, it was good. And uh, and uh, we got some chocolates from nice. this artisan chocolate place in Cincinnati. So, yeah, just um, occasions, celebrating yeah. occasions. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, man, Th- those are important. You know, I, I think so. I- I'm I'm the type of person to sometimes downplay those types of things, especially mm-hmm. during times like this. You know, I feel like something you can do together, gather right. around. You know, it's it's great. No. It's because you're not in a relationship yet. Oh, okay, that too. So once that you're too. in a relationship, you can't downplay it no <laughs> more. Be like, oh, it's whatever, you know. It's yeah. just another Saturday, or you know, right? <laughs> it's it's because you're Asian guy with an Asian mom. Yeah, and and no relationship. So yeah, once you get there, it's 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 gonna it's gonna hit you. It's the turning point. You know, that's it. <laughs> no, no turning back. Cool. cool. 
Well, it is good to talk to you on, on this episode this week. Looking mm-hmm. forward to talk about the finale, uh, Westworld season three. So that's been exciting, yes, exciting season. So we'll, we'll see how it all turns out for our characters. Yeah. Cool. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Pour Over underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace.